You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello once again, I'm J.D. Haffron, that is Lucas Smith, and we are your hosts for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio, Lucas at LJ Fastball. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You'll find Locked on Cardinals, a show serving Cardinal Nation and getting the best fans in baseball all the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Lucas, before we get into things, uh, in case people are unaware, this allegedly will be your final episode of Locked On Cardinals. I certainly hope that you will come back and visit from time to time because, you know, we, we love having you and everything. But um, you you have uh, moved on. You're going to have a, a new job that you're starting up here real soon, and uh, that, that's going to be taking up a lot of your time. Yes, it is. It's, it was a hard decision uh, to kind of you know decide which route I wanted to go, but I'll be starting at WashU next couple of weeks as their manager of rec sports and varsity camp. So I'll have my big thank you near the end of the show. We won't wait too long to get into that, but uh, yeah, it's been quite a ride, and I'm excited for what you're going to do with it. But I'm really ready to talk how the Cardinals can win the trade deadline because that is the topic of discussion for uh, most of today. So let's go ahead yeah. and get into it. We'll save the emotional goodbyes for later. <laughs> All right. Put your tissues away, everybody. <laughs> uh, we are another day closer to the trade deadline, which is on August 2nd. Still no trade yet for the Cardinals. Uh, one development that did pop up uh, per MLB Network insiders John Heyman and Joel Sherman, the Angels are reportedly listening to offers for Shohei Otani. What? Now, most people believe it's a very slim to none thing that, that would happen, but just kind of something to keep an eye on. But uh, we actually had a comment recently on one of the shows about you need pitching and hitting. Why don't you just go get Shohei? And look it's at Shohei. that. The, Angel, the Angels are picking up the phone and ready to listen. Uh, I guess that news about uh, Trout dealing with some back injuries might have might have made them think, okay, maybe we need to do something else here. But as of right now, most people think Shohei's not going anywhere. But yesterday, Katie Wu from The Athletic wrote a piece about which starting pitchers make sense for the Cardinals. And she did mention that Ken Rosenthal says that Oakland's Frankie Montas is gathering interest from the Cardinals. Now, he also suggested that some of the same names are being mentioned in the Juan Soto and Frankie Montas discussions, which means the Cardinals are going to have to make a choice on what route they are going to go. Now, just to give you a little background on Montas, he's 29 years old, has a record of 4-9 and nine this season. Of course, it's on a, a rebuilding A's team, so you can't really look into that too much. Has a 3.18 ERA with a whip of 1.13. He is uh, also ar arbitration eligible next year, so you'd have him for the rest of this year and then next year before he is set to become an unrestricted free agent. It's believed that acquiring Montas, who, who did miss some time with shoulder inflammation, but has since come back, would require at least two top prospects and potentially a currently rostered player with substantial team control remaining. Sounds like a lot for a guy who isn't exactly ace material, but is certainly very good, Lucas. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, it's you got to make a decision. Is Are you going pitching or are you going Soto? And it's starting to get to that time just four days before the trade deadline that the decision needs to be made by the front office staff. Because if you decide on Tuesday morning that, okay, we can't get Soto, let's go after pitching, some of these names might be gone. Might be. I'm not saying that I will be, but why wait on this decision, right? And Brandon Kylie on Twitter uh, quoted that tweet and kind of said, 
going after Frankie Montas should not stop them from getting Juan Soto. Go get Soto. And I pose the question this, and I'm not trying to add him or whatever. Nice, genuine discussion. But I pose the question like this. If missing out or not getting Soto leaves room in your prospect portal or leaves room in your baseball capital to go get Montas, to go get Syndergaard, to go get you know two to three total other arms, then is it more okay to miss out on Soto? And that's what I tweeted out this morning as well. I say yes. You know, I'm going to leave. I'm not I'm not usually a big, like, hot takes or firm take kind of guy. I'm usually kind of, you know, there's two sides to every corner or whatever, and there still is. But I'm going to say this, that if the Cardinals want to win the trade deadline and truly make this team better and truly make this team not only postseason bound but World Series caliber type team, then maybe Soto isn't the option. And I know we've spent a lot of time talking about Soto, and he is still a generational type talent that would improve this offense. But I think what we've seen from Dylan Carlson over the last week plus not only has it raised his trade value, but it's opened my eyes and a lot of others to see that, hey, maybe we need him in St. Louis. He's under team control for longer than Soto. He's a switch hitter, can play all three outfield spots at a very high level. So let's keep him. Let's trade some of our prospect capital to get starting pitching, which is ultimately what this team really needs. And if you keep this offense as is, Goldsmith, Arenado, you get O'Neill going, you get Carlson to keep doing what he's doing, Edmonds, like the offense is legit. We've talked about that. But then you get Montas, Syndergaard, Bumgarner, you know, maybe even Castillo. I saw some names in there as you know, as well, reporting the Cardinals could get Castillo. Then this team starts looking a little to a lot more deadly, right? But back to your original question, because I think I blew past the original question. It is a high asking price for Montes, who was also dealt with some injury history. But at the deadline, John Mozeliak talked about this multiple times, especially at Bloggers Day that I went to. The asking price is going to be a lot higher at the deadline than it is at any point of the season, and we need to keep that in mind, not only for Matos, but for other pitchers that we'll talk about. Yeah, the uh, the price tag is always higher. You're always going to overpay at the trade deadline. There's no two ways about it, which is why when you see a trade like Benintendi, what they gave, the you know, Yankees gave up to get him didn't seem like very much. <laughs> didn't seem much of an overpay at all for a, a guy who's an all-star. Uh, the article mentions uh, right-hander Paul Blackburn who's a, a sinker baller in Oakland as well. He was their lone all-star this year. People forget that. that uh, Montas was not their all-star. It was Paul Blackburn. Uh, he has three more years of control after the season. So food for thought, could you get Montas and Blackburn in a package? And then you knock out two birds with one deal. So that, that's a possibility as well. Uh, if the Cardinals ultimately don't land Montas, who remains? Well, the Athletics MLB staff took a look at eight potential starting pitching suitors for the Cardinals all outside of the NL Centro, so they didn't discuss Luis Castillo or even Quintana from the Pirates. Uh, the first name they brought up was Pablo Lopez of the Miami Marlins. We've talked about him on the show as well. 26 years old, 7-5, ERA 3.03. Wouldn't be a free agent until 2025, so under control for a while. And they say it would take a young Major League bat, and uh, they made a suggestion that you would swap Lopez for one Tyler O'Neill. Uh, your thoughts on, on that type of deal? You'd have to show me the outfield that replaces Tyler O'Neill. Because right now, the raffle to run out is Carlson, Newt Barr, sometimes Dickerson, and, and O'Neill. And if you're trying to tell me that you're going to run out an outfield of Carlson, Yepes, if when he gets back, Carlson, Newt Barr, Dickerson, like if that's your outfield, that, that's, a, that's a tall task to try and win with that kind of outfield, right? But Lopez is, is a good talent. He, he's an arm that, you know, since his name is not Stanley Alcantara, according to John Heyman, the Marlins are, are shopping him, right? So I, I, I'm not saying immediately a no to that, J.D., to that kind of deal, but I would have to think about who's who's my outfield now? Because in that case, maybe you would need a Juan Soto-type bat to try and replace that bat in your outfield. But I'm not saying no to that right away, but O'Neal, 
again, maybe similar to a Gorman type piece, could be a sell low kind of guy if you're not confident on him getting things back with your with your team pretty quickly. Uh, Martin Perez from the Texas Rangers was an next one that they they brought up. 31 years old, eight and two record ERA of 2.59. Uh, Left-hander, which is good. We, we know that the, the team could use a lefty in the rotation. He will be a free agent after the season. The Rangers are said to be open to an extension with him. So not sure what it would take to get him, but he would be a, a solid addition. Uh, again, not an ace type of guy. He's having a career year, but somebody that would be very nice as your three or four in the rotation as well. Hard to believe that a team that spent half a billion dollars in the offseason might be selling <laughs> a pitcher like Martin Perez, <laughs> you know, you, maybe yeah. you should have spent a little more money on pitching and not just uh, John Gray that you spent. But I think all these pitchers GD, that we're talking about are, are, are good pitchers. And I think that what we're seeing is that the Cardinals aren't looking for, to patch the rotation, as Derek Gold put it in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch article earlier this morning, talking about how there might be a move on Friday today. Derek Gould yeah. said that there's speculation of a move today, and even Jeff Jones on Twitter um, early Friday morning said, that, quote, this is a quote, sign of the deadline times. St. Louis Cardinals baseball ops department is gathering in D.C. this weekend to be with the team as they work through the fascinating weekend. Bill DeWitt Jr. is among the brain trust. People have been replying to this tweet, and I agree with this take, that you don't see those kind of names gather in D.C. to get a John Lester at 39. You don't see those kind of names <laughs> gathering to get a John a J.A. Happ or to make a, an acquisition or a signing like a Drew Verhagen, right? They want to try and make some, make some moves, whether it's Juan Soto, multiple arms. We don't know. But I think, J.D., and again, my take today that I'm going out on a, on a, on a take, my last show is going out on a, on a big take, the Cardinals should go aggressive on pitching, aggressive on pitching, not, not just settle for Montas, not just settle for... Lopez or just Bumgarner or just get two if not three get two starters or a reliever then I think we as Cardinal fans can be a little bit more okay with them not getting Soto you agree with that I would agree, I would agree with you uh, that's the thing it's like I don't think Soto is the be-all end-all we've we've discussed that getting Soto doesn't necessarily put you in contention for a World Series this year it just looks cool it sounds cool because it's Juan Soto on your team but at the same time your, your pitching is still in shambles. So it, it it doesn't fix what the real need is on this team. And to, to see that most of the national media as excited as they are about Soto getting traded and are starting to lean towards pitching for the Cardinals instead doesn't surprise me at all. And in fact, it's, it, I think it'll please a lot of people to know that as cool as it might be to have Juan Soto on this team, they, there's people are starting to figure out what the real need is for the Cardinals this year. Uh, other names that they've discussed, uh, they brought up Noah Syndergaard from the Angels, Chad Cole from the Rockies, Zach Greinke in Kansas City, and Nathan Evaldi from the Red Sox, which is kind of a new name that's popped up as the mm-hmm. Red Sox have started to you know really fall back there <sighs> in the down. AL East and struggle. So, um, yeah, I even thought about Red Sox-wise, like uh, uh, Xander Bogarts, if they made him available, what would that look like? Uh, the Cardinals chasing him, but that's a, a discussion for another day. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about, speaking of shortstops, uh, Paul DeYoung. We've got an update on what's going on with him. And uh, Yadi Molina, some drama last night in his first rehab start in Memphis. We'll get to all that here in just a moment. But first, we want to tell you about LinkedIn, because as you gear up for fall, you guys need to find the right people to be on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. Well, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people that you want to talk to faster and the best part for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million 
people. Then you add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to help spread the word that you are hiring and your network can help you find the right people to hire fast. They also have simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skill set and experience level that you're looking for so you can get the people that you want to interview and hire them. It's why small businesses are choosing LinkedIn Jobs as number one in delivering quality hires against leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? large pool to pull from post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on mlb that is linkedin.com slash locked on mlb to post your job for free terms and conditions do apply We want to thank you guys again for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. The MLB trade deadline is August 2nd, and Locked on MLB has all the breakdowns. Locked on Cardinals will have rapid reactions to any move made. Boy, we are chopping at the bit. We're staying up late at night waiting for something big to happen so we can go live or do whatever we got to do and get those rapid reactions out to you. Subscribe now to Locked on Cardinals on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you get notified when each episode premieres. Now, according to multiple reports, the Cardinals plan to have Paul DeYoung on the taxi squad for this weekend, Lucas. Now, since being demoted to Memphis back in May, he has hit 249. He has 17 home runs and an OPS of .865. More recently, since July 14th, Paul DeYoung is hitting 405 with 18 RBIs in just nine games. Now, I mentioned it earlier this week that I was surprised that he was still at Memphis considering, and this is putting it nicely, the lack of offense at the plate from one Edmundo Sosa, who has been awful as a hitter on this team. I know he can field. I get that. He's got a good glove, but he is a hole in this lineup anytime that he has to start. Um, thoughts on Paul DeYoung being part of the taxi squad this weekend and possibly up on the roster uh, when they face the Nationals. Well, there are some reports too, J.D., of AL West teams calling and being interested about one Edmundo Sosa. So maybe the Cardinals, and again, with, Take the, with, with Take that him. report, <laughs> with that report, with Katie Wu talking about the pitching, with Derek Gould saying a move is imminent, uh, could be imminent, uh, saying a move could come on Friday. I don't want to misquote him. Uh, Jeff Jones telling us who all those people there are in D.C. It makes you wonder if the Cardinals have a good feeling about a trade that's happening. And Paul DeYoung is somebody that, you know, he's had a solid rookie year. He was the Cardinals All-Star in 2019 because the Cardinals needed an All-Star. <laughs> Every team needs an All-Star. That's why he was on that team. He's got 30 home runs. But at times, J.D., the key with DeYoung has been consistency. He was very inconsistent to start this year. In fact, this year he was consistently bad, which is part of the reason why he was sent down. He seems to have fixed some things in AAA, and I get it. It's AAA pitching. We're not trying to say that this is, you know, it's AAA pitching and he's a major league player, right? Like this is not the same thing as Alec Burleson hitting 340 in the minor leagues. It's not, right? You you expect somebody of the same, you know, age of Burleson to be doing that bit-redded call-up. DeYoung did what he was supposed to do the last two weeks, earn himself a call-up, right? If if the young or even Sosa are part of a trade package, then that makes this move a lot that makes this a lot more sense, right? And 
it's it's good to see DeYoung. DeYoung is somebody that I've always I've always rooted for. JD, he's an yeah. easy guy to root for. He does he he does does business the right way. Somebody that that you want to see succeed. He just hasn't so far in his major league career uh, at a consistent level that that is you know warranted not going down to AAA. So uh, when I first saw it, I, I kind of shuddered a little bit because the 2022 DeYoung is still fresh in my mind. Hopefully we can get back to the 2018-19 DeYoung. Um, I think 17 might have been his rookie year. His stats just failed on me. But um, hopefully he can, he can get back to that and help this team win a pennant. You're right. He's a he's a major league caliber player. Like, I don't think he belongs at AAA. And you mentioned being easy to root for. You've never heard him complain. You know, he gets mm-hmm. sent down after being in an all-star, at an all-star game, uh, being on this team for four years as your starting shortstop, gets sent down. And what did he do? He went down there and he worked. He put his head down. And he struggled right away at AAA as well. It wasn't like he came out of the box and just started smashing. He wasn't doing well at all. Like, he was still hitting in the 100s down with Memphis. But he's figured something out. And I I honestly believe it's been a confidence problem more than it is anything with his swing. Like, he just seems like one of those guys that maybe he thinks a little too much about it, Gets is very hard on himself. And I I feel like it really was a confidence thing. And now that he's doing better, I, I... I think it warrants a, a move back up. And like you mentioned, it could be a trade piece. That could be as well. Cause we mentioned, you know, this week that he's still got something left. He's not some old man who's, you know, on the back end of his career. I mean, he could still be a solid player if not for the Cardinals, for somebody else as part of a trade package for, you know, somebody that it may not be an ACE or definitely probably not in a Juan Soto deal, but you could get something for him, whether it's a bullpen piece or whatever, or maybe he comes up onto the team and plays with the Cardinals and, uh, and fills in nicely where they can do that kind of rotation with uh, Edmund Gorman and then DeYoung and kind of, kind of rotate them around depending on what the pitching matchup is. So um, we'll see how they use them this weekend. It'll be interesting. Uh, Yadier Molina was DHing last night in his first rehab start with Memphis and he was over three. Although, he did get a stolen base. I don't know if you saw that. That's crazy. Why, why is Yachty stealing bases at Memphis? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, no, the stop sign is on, Yachty. Knock it off. Uh, but the real news, that wasn't the drama. The real news was in his fourth at bat, hit by a 94-mile-an-hour fastball on the hand and wrist area in the seventh inning, it had to be removed from the game, something the Cardinals absolutely do not want to see. Correct. No, and it, I tweeted this out. No matter what your opinions are on Yadier Molina, whether you think he should have retired or whatever, that that's tough to see because we don't know. It's hard. We don't love to speculate, but we don't know if that ended his career. We don't know if that broke anything. He was taken out immediately. I haven't seen any other reports since then. Uh, but we, we just don't know. And the Cardinals, what I do know is that the Cardinals miss him. Like the players on this team miss him. For good, better, or worse, they miss his presence. They miss, I know Wainwright misses him, his old buddy, his old pal, right? So you have that aspect of it as well, the intangibles. Hopefully we get news on him today that, that he's okay, that he's back in the lineup, DHing. Take your time at the minor leagues. Come back when you're ready. We'll, we'll give you the ovation you deserve. We'll give you the farewell you deserve in the latter months. But take your time at the minor league level, in my opinion. Yeah, there was uh, something that you're just like, what? Because that's now three guys right. that have been hurt down there by by pitches inside that's now DeYoung, young o'neill and now molina who have all been hit on the hand wrist area while down 
in Memphis. Uh, DeYoung was out about a week, so it was O'Neal. Remember, it delayed his return back to, to the big league club because of it. It was a, a, a wrist issue. And now you got Yadier Molina getting hit as well. And um, it just sucks, man. You're just like, come on. We get, we need a break here. We need a break. We need something good to happen for this team. And uh, having Molina get hit, not so good. Now, he was scheduled to catch uh, for Memphis today. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, as you mentioned, there was no real update yet. Uh, as of this recording. All right, so coming up, we've got a preview of the series against the Nationals. Juan Soto in the Nationals, we could say that. Uh, so uh, we'll talk about that here in a moment. BetOnline.net, though, that's your fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They've got you covered. You can head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet online where the game starts. So the Cardinals and the Nationals, and apparently a, a lot of front office people, as Lucas mentioned, uh, are in Washington. They got a three-game series that begins tonight. Uh, besides all of the off-the-field stuff with Juan Soto making this an interesting series, on the field, this is also a series where, Lucas, you got to win at least two and preferably three against the team with the worst record in baseball as the Cardinals try to catch up to the Brewers, who have a three-game lead in the division. The Cardinals are tied with Philly for that final wild card spot. Uh, one thing that should help them, you're getting you're getting a couple guys back by the name of Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. They're getting those guys back. The Nationals have their record in the National League, and there's a very good chance the Nationals get worse throughout the weekend if they trade Juan Soto somewhere, if they trade Nelson Cruz, if they trade Josh Bell, who's rumored to be in a lot of different trade talks. So this is definitely a series that you have to go out there and win two out of three. Take the momentum that you got from your second game in Toronto on Tuesday. Sorry, I just shook my desk if you're watching on YouTube. A little shake there. Earthquake! Um, <laughs> yeah, St. Louis, Missouri. Um, take the momentum that you got on Tuesday, or Wednesday, I'm sorry, and, and put it in, into play here. Take momentum there. You've got your, your boys back in Goldie and Arnado. You've got your, your sluggers back. Even if you win two out of three, make the two wins convincing. Like, leave no doubt, right? Like, you're using a four-man rotation. You're going to have the pitchers that you want lined up for this for this game that we'll preview in just a moment. But you've got to beat the beatable teams. The Cardinals didn't do it last week in, in Cincinnati. They've got to do it this weekend against Washington. Next weekend, J.D., the Yankees come into town. That's the definition of not a beatable team. Best record in the major, league, uh, major leagues, excuse me, and they're likely going to get better by the time the trade deadline hits. So there's no time like the present to get going in July on a high note because July has been a lackluster month on the field for the Cardinals. It has. Uh, pitching matchup-wise, there, there's no reason why you shouldn't feel confident going into this weekend. Uh, game one started tonight. You've got Mr. Miles Michaelis taking on Anibal Sanchez, who some people forgot was even in the league. That, that's where the Washington Nationals are right now, that he's starting for them. Uh, game two on Saturday night has Dakota Hudson back in the rotation. He'll be going up against Eric Fetty. And then game three, you're not totally sure. They, they have Palante set to start uh, against Paolo Espino. Um, but that is obviously a game where if there is a move made of some sort that maybe you could slide in whoever that new piece may be. But uh, as of right now, it is Palante against Espino. But again, you should feel pretty confident going into this weekend that you have the upper hand pitching wise. 
There's no doubt. And whenever that, that new arm does come in or new arms do come in, it might be a while before we see some of these guys, if, if depending on where they're at in their rotational pitching, right? Like we know Patrick Corbin just pitched, uh, I think, yesterday or two days ago, so he might get one more start before his is deadline. It, is, that what, is that what you call that, what he did that day? Pitching. That was pitching? Oh, he was on a, He gosh. was on a mound, and he threw a ball. That's pitching, okay? Okay. That's <laughs> it is pitching. Yeah, he got shelled. He looked awful. He did. So I guess it's kind of an unfortunate that the Cardinals aren't playing – uh, are facing Corbin this weekend, but you you will be still be facing Juan Soto, still a deadly force in that lineup. And this is a, a Nationals team, you know, 34 and 66, as you mentioned, but they're coming off a series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. They lost one to seven on uh, Wednesday night, but they actually won the series, JD, against the Dodgers. And so they're on a little bit, a little bit, little bit of a roll, uh, as you, if you can say that, as they were in LA. I just did it again on the, oh my gosh, earthquake. <laughs> are we okay um, over there? Do the to send someone to your home? My, it's my last show. I'm all frazzled. I don't know what's going on. But long story short, the Cardinals should feel good about themselves this weekend. They need to get it done. Take care of business against the teams that you need to beat. Just do it. Couldn't agree more because uh, these guys are not good. The Nationals are not yeah. a good baseball team. And if you plan on doing anything uh, when it comes to a playoff push or in the playoffs at all, you mentioned these are the these are the teams that you got you got to beat up on them. You got to take advantage of the fact that you have a three game series against the right. Washington Nationals at this point, where their whole roster nobody knows what they're doing. You know, I mean, imagine what that's like in their clubhouse right now where they don't know who's going to be on this team in the next couple of days. You could say the same for the Cardinals, but it, you know, it seems to be more prospects. Yeah. yeah. There's more prospects that are, that are kind of being talked about more than it is actual guys who are in that clubhouse right now. So, um, and they're trying to improve where the nationals are just, just selling off pieces, you know, uh, morale's got to be down in that locker room. Like it can't be a lot of fun to be on that team right now. So, uh, take advantage of it, take care of business. And then, uh, and then move on, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll have some info for you guys on any moves that the Cardinals make here in the next 24, 48, 72 hours. Uh, obviously, we'll, we'll we'll get it out to you as soon as we hear anything. We want to thank you guys for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the big stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Lucas, I got to be honest, buddy. Um, we've only known each other for, I don't know, about a month and a half. And <laughs> yeah. this sucks, man. I hate seeing you move on. I mean, I'm happy for you. And I, I know that you're moving on with your career and that, that it happens in, in every walk of life. But uh, it's been a real pleasure for you to invite me to be a part of this and uh, to put kind of your baby in my hands to, to take it on into the future. So I... Uh, I just wanted to say thank you, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, I hope this isn't the last that we see of you on this podcast. Like We would love to, to have you on and be a part of it uh, in the future, especially with the trade deadline. I mean, this, this sucks, man. You're just going to leave me hanging like this with all of this, this crazy content going on, but um, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for everything, dude. Well, I appreciate those kind of words, JD. I wouldn't be leaving it. I wouldn't be handing it off to somebody that I didn't trust. And even though I've only known you for about a month and a half, I'm happy and excited to leave things with you and to see where you take this show uh, beyond where I could have possibly taken it with my new career step. But I am very excited for that. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to believe that this is going to be just, just shy of a two-year adventure for me as August uh, 5th, 2020 was the first episode. So just shy of two years, but 
Regardless, it was it was a blast to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So I'll have a, a more detailed goodbye, and I'll record my own video. You can see it on Twitter at LJ Fastball for a little bit more detail. But I do just want to thank everybody at the Locked On Podcast Network. David Locke, the CEO, founder. Uh, Jeff Carr, who's the MLB channel coordinator. Sean Woodley, who's the former coordinator that hired me. Thank you to everybody. But first and foremost, not first and foremost, I just thank everybody else. But the biggest thank you, in my opinion, needs to go to, to you guys. People that are watching, listening, whether you're driving in your car, working out, you're on YouTube, you're on YouTube and you're scrolling on Twitter, whatever you're doing, however you're watching or listening to this, thank you to you guys. Because this would not have been what it would have been without the listeners. And that's why I kept doing it for so long. And that's why I enjoyed it as much as I did. You can still follow me on Twitter, still keep in contact, still, I'm still going to love talking about Cardinal baseball, especially if they do go out, get a few pictures at the deadline, and uh, make things um, worthwhile for this team. So just thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, there is crying in baseball, but I'm not going to force it. This is an emotional <laughs> day. Um, but I do thank everybody for, for, their, for their love and support for this podcast. And please support JD as he continues it. So... For the final time on this Friday, thank you for listening, everybody. Please stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.